Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I've got a great show for you today. In today's show, I'm joined by an educational entrepreneur, Anna Steinberg. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, MC. It's so great to be here. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to connect again. Uh, I met Anna through one of uh, my meetup groups in, in the local area, in the Philadelphia area. Uh, we've just formed a great community there of uh, a lot of uh, folks that are up to some fascinating things and interesting things. And I'm super excited to talk to you because a lot of folks out there in my community, the cash flow ninjas out there, you know, and, and people that I've met just speaking across the, in the, the country in the United States, a lot of things that, that comes up in a conversation is entrepreneurial education and a different form of education. And how do we empower our children to become producers and creators, to um, empower them with the right mindset and with the right skill set to not only survive in uh, this new world that continues to evolve, but also thrive, right? And um, I'm super excited to talk to you a little bit about it because you're up to some really uh, great things. But before we jump into that, uh, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your journey and your background with all of my listeners and viewers. Thank you so much, MC. So I started this journey when I started to open up my eyes a little bit as a result of my working in a global IT company. I had a wonderful opportunity to work with many people from all across the world. And I was just uh, really just impressed with um, the level of education and background that my colleagues had. And I was working uh, very hard. And of course, I, my children, I have two boys, an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old. They were going to school at the time. And I was always very close to what was happening in their school. And I just started to question, um, are we really preparing them to be competitive, not with those individuals in their school alone, but in fact, to be competitive and to deliver value along with all the different people across the world. And so that essentially launched my journey. And one day I was really, I guess, lucky to find, I don't know what I happened to have Googled <laughs> that evening. I found something called the Acton Academy. And the Acton Academy is a very interesting network of entrepreneurial parents that have come together from all over the world because they see that there's an opportunity to give their children more freedom and a child-driven environment. And along with entrepreneurial principles introduced early on to their children, that this is a way to really equip them for leading their best life in this 21st century. Yeah. So I started this journey essentially um thanks to Acton. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, most of my listeners and viewers would know that, you know, we've we've discussed a lot of the issues um that we find with education in its current form, right? And and the school system and that will be about another 30 to 4 min- 30 to 40 minutes just if we have to look at the the problems that that is with it, that it's outdated, you know, we could go on and on and, and so forth. And I think a lot of our conversation today is going to be uh, be around solutions and a different approach to it and a different philosophy. So maybe that's something that we can start with is the different philosophy and approach to education that you and the group that you're part of are bringing 
to uh, to a lot of folks out there. So what brings us together is that we genuinely believe that every child who walks through our doors is a genius and that they're are really no boundaries to what they can achieve. And we want to inspire and equip them to find their calling and to, to go down this path and to be courageous and to figure it out, figure out what they want to do with their lives and then to go for it. And everybody develops at a different pace too, right? Because I think that, that there's, you know, they call them light bloomers, right? In the traditional system, they say, oh, well, this child is a light bloomer and so forth. It's just that everyone does develop at their own Pace and they all have different interests. You know, I just think that, you know, at, at, I was not good at math at all in school. And I ended up eventually with an MBA in finance just because in its current form, that math wasn't really interesting or something that I was interested in. But if you could show me company financial statements and show me how this pertains to running a business, you know, and, and investing and so forth, now you've got me, right? Now, now I'm interested. So maybe if you want to speak to that a little bit too, that to the interest and, and, and the environment, which you know, which we we would th- most people would thrive in, and what is a, a a good learning environment? That's exactly right. I think it's certainly um, a lot more interesting to learn about something if you can equate it to real life. And so, if we give our children the opportunity to to learn about what's going on um, in the local business community, to learn about what people are producing, what goods and services are they bringing that are of value in their community, they will see so much more concretely about what the economy is comprised of. And then they'll understand a little bit more closely as they follow these businesses and these individuals. Um, One day, they'll really understand what's going on on, on Wall Street. I don't believe that these concepts are so difficult that we have to wait to introduce them uh, to our children when they're in their late teens in a high school class or when they're in college. I think these concepts, we can be honest with our kids and we can talk about what it is that in fact makes the world run and introduce them earlier on to, like you said, to make things more interesting to them. Right. And one of the the, the biggest issues that I see to some of the things that we're taught in traditional schools is, you know, don't make any mistakes. That's the first thing, right? Don't make any mistakes. <laughs> so people go through life not trying to make any mistakes and trying to have all of the answers because we're taught to always know everything. You know, you you have to know the answer. Don't make any mistakes. And the other thing too is, you know, teamwork is 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 called cheating. <laughs> you know, you, so it's so true. Um, so with regard um to to teamwork and and cheating, obviously we don't want our kids to take credit for somebody else's contribution. What you don't really learn until later on is that there's tremendous benefit in learning from your peers and leveraging what they've already come up with and then coming up with something new on top of that. So don't spend time essentially reinventing the wheel, um, but build something new from what somebody else has already done. And of course, give credit along the way. And that's a wonderful thing, which is essentially collaboration. And I feel that we don't have enough of that. So when we're graduating, we don't have enough of all those uh, soft skills, but actually they're real skills, uh, which are in fact um, negotiation in a group and conflict resolution. I think you can never have enough practice of, of those. 
And with our program, that's what we're striving to give our learners the opportunity to do that earlier on. Yeah. And I think in the world that we live in today, too, not to talk about big picture, what's what's happening in the world at the time of recording, too, but I think failing and knowing that we can learn from it, and these are actually the raw materials to eventually build and create and produce even more, the failures that we have, I think that's a that's a lesson just lost on on many folks right um and because because it's so um programmed into us that it's bad failure's bad don't, you know uh, which holds back a lot of people a lot of very successful folks that i see have failed a, a lot many many times over but also they've learned from the failures of others which again brings back in that group dynamic and seeing what works for other folks and what doesn't work you know with your peers Absolutely. It's so true. We have to just get over this uh, fear that's constantly holding us back or slowing us down. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to stumble. And, um, you know, we, we make them all the time, but that's the only thing um, that stands in our way of moving on to that next step. And we just really just have to get over it. But again, that is so hard to say, and it's easy to do. And I feel that that confidence to move forward actually comes through trying. And then that's, again, um, what the freedom in our program uh, basically allows learners to do. They try different things. And then, of course, they might succeed. They might not. But the bottom line is they're growing and they have an opportunity to gain that confidence when they, in fact, overcome that hurdle. Right. Because it's not rainbow and unicorns out there and right. sunshine, right? right, um, right. And the, the and the other thing is, too, is... is um, Utilizing resources, I find too. Being resourceful is is something that you know I try with you know my wife, my wife and I. We try, we try with our own children is is to be resourceful in solving problems, which which is also that's a completely different skill because you might not know everything, so you might find more information from someone that does right or maybe something is not your unique ability but it's someone else's unique ability that you can bring in to help you with something to as a resource right and this ability to put together teams of people um, that everybody's bringing something to the table and not being afraid to uh, to not be uh, the smartest person in the room and being proud of the the friends and people that you've brought together because in fact they are smarter at you than you in, in different things and uh, because of this team you're able to do something that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise do it, it's fantastic and again it comes from overcoming that fear and just moving forward Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what this, what it, what it looks like in a classroom. What, what, what can parents expect? What, what hap- what's happening in, for example, an Acton Academy? So um, in our particular version of Acton Academy Thrive, an Acton Academy that's um, coming together here in, in Newtown, Bucks County, hopefully this fall, if we, everything continues to, to get back, uh, to get back together. Uh, we will basically have a one room schoolhouse for um, the 21st century, that's essentially what the Acton model is. So we will have a mixed aged learners from first through sixth grade in a Montessori style environment where kids of different ages can essentially learn from one another. And when you allow those age groups to mix, amazing things happen because they all learn so much more from each other. MC Lobshire, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, 
go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. So for listeners that are not familiar with the Montessori school type of environment, um, can you uh, just explain that a little bit more? Sure, absolutely. So this this is based on the principles of Maria Montessori, who was uh, the first uh, physician, uh, the first woman physician actually in Italy. And she did incredible work in studying how children um, can really thrive in an environment where they have a lot of freedom and where they have uh, less clutter and less distractions, and they have the opportunity to really work uninterrupted, I should say. So all of these principles are something, we're not a Montessori school, but we're working to build on top of these principles in our environment. Uh, so for example, you mentioned about being resourceful. So we would not have, for example, you know, 30 of something. It's not important for us to have necessarily um, a type of material that's for every single individual student. It's important for us to take turns and for them to know the proper way to share. And so all those kinds of principles are incorporated into, into the program. Now, uh, one of the things that I find fascinating, too, we talk about skills. And one of the things that you, you talked about, conflict resolution and negotiating and so forth. Now, uh, a practice practical application of this is something that you guys host um, a business fair, for example. Can you share a little bit more about that, how that works, how that comes together, and eventually what the what the finished product look lo- looks like? Absolutely. So um, this is something that we've been putting on for a couple of years now. Um, we have done it for two years in a row, and last year we had 30 kidpreneurs come together. And this year we are launching our third and our originally scheduled children's business fair Uh, was set to be May 3rd. Hopefully, we will still be able to do uh, a fair of this nature in person. If not, we'll do some sort of a virtual children's business fair where we'll create a positive forum for the kids to demonstrate what they've they've put together. But in the past, essentially, um, what the kids done, I mean, they just blew everybody away because what they were able to come up with was far more than anything that we could have ever imagined. Uh, the level of quality of these products and services that they brought to the table uh, was was really um, unbelievable, of really high quality. So, for example, we had these natural organic dog treats that were uh, just baked by, by this one set of uh, girls and another um, team came up with these beautiful handmade greeting cards that were just little works of art, each and of themselves. And the whole purpose of this is really to inspire our kids to make something of value, to in fact produce something instead of be consuming all the time, to pull them away from their phones and give them something productive to do. So this is a one-day forum where they have an opportunity to bring their wares and sell them for real money that they end up taking home essentially and of course paying back hopefully mom and dad for different startup capital <laughs> that um, might have been needed to put this all together. And, and that's essentially what it is. So the instruction to them is to come up with a product or, you know, a business for the day with a product that they're actually going to, at this fair, sell to the folks there in exchange for real, real money. Exactly. And the key is, though, that the parents, grandparents cannot be involved. You can, you can support your kids in a Socratic approach, just as we do in the school. You can ask them questions to help to essentially let them elaborate and figure out what they want to do. 
uh, but you can't make the stuff for them. You can't be selling it the day of. Uh, it has to be 100% a kid effort. That, that's the whole point because we want to give them the opportunity to, uh, to build something. And even if they make mistakes along the way, we want to give them this opportunity as well. Now, you mentioned the Socratic approach there. If you just want to explain that to some of our listeners that might not be familiar with that. Absolutely. So Socratic approach is a way to run a conversation essentially where you're not asking questions that have definitive answers, but the whole purpose of it is in fact to inspire dialogue. And so we want to inspire our kids to start thinking critically, um, to speak up for themselves. And so we basically in our school, we have a Socratic dialogue uh, two times a day, essentially. And it would be run by our guides, but sometimes um, the kids themselves or learners actually, as we call them, uh, would be running the conversations themselves. So the bottom line of a Socratic discussion is asking thought-provoking questions that don't have definitive answers. Gotcha. What would be one or two examples of questions like that? Okay, that's a great question. So um, for example, what do you think about what's happening with uh, this coronavirus, for example? How would you be handling it if you were in the shoes of uh, uh, some of our political figures, for example, not not saying, uh, do you think some, what somebody is doing is is bad or good? Not trying to get them to a particular um, line of thinking, but letting them elaborate, letting them have the opportunity to really think for themselves and speak for themselves. I I really appreciate that, and that's that's a great way to to go about things and 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 to encourage. Uh, thinking, uh, not just of others, but also of yourself, the person asking the question, because all of a sudden now the brain sets in motion and it opens itself up to endless possibilities, right? Um, there's a program that I'm a part of, Strategic Coach, um, that um, Dan Sullivan talks about, thinking about your thinking, uh-huh. which exactly. follows this follows the same kind of philosophy and, and, and same approach. So back to this, this fear. So essentially, you're starting something from scratch. You're um, coming up with a product that's going to be there. So you have to think, what are some of the things that other folks might have, right? Mm -hmm. What do people need? How can I, if it's cookies, (laughs) how can I differentiate? Because there might might be other cookies. So what is going to be unique about my cookie? So all of a sudden you're thinking about a lot of different ways. Um, So I really like that, Mm -hmm. that part of it of basically – you know, coming up with something, but creating an, a something, thinking about competitive, the competitive environment and how you can differentiate yourself or what niche you can be in and then eventually pricing the products accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, at the, the market, um, the more, well, to, uh, to a price which, to which the market will respond. But also what I then lo- love about it too is the exchange of actual money for it because, that's the big thing. I mean, if there's no money involved, then, you know, it's just all in theory, but this exactly. is actually a practical application of it. This is happening for real, right? Exactly. We want to inspire kids to start really thinking about money in practical terms, and we want them uh, to feel um, like they deserve to be compensated for their efforts. And so even asking for a price that's not something that, that is super low and that they think they can get, but actually something that is is um, valid based on the time and investment that they've put into something. If you think about it, this has tremendous implications for when they get older and essentially then uh, they will be looking for, for jobs or creating their own companies and learning to engage with other people and looking to be compensated again for what they believe they are worth. 
Another thing that I always enjoy doing is there's a phenomenal Amish market and a great Amish community in Pennsylvania itself, but also an Amish market in the in, in Newtown. And I always like look at a lot of the, the children that's working in behind the stands with family in the family business. And I just I look look at it and admire it because I'm just thinking to myself, oh my goodness. Like they have they have helped in the family business, put all of these products together, this food or whether it's little cakes or whatever they're selling, meat, all that kind of stuff. So they bring it to market from where they live um, on the weekend when it opens Thursday through to Saturday. And then they're working and interacting with the public, selling it, exchanging money, getting new product out when, when the others sell out. I mean, it's like a whole business process. So by the time they're into, they're, they're out there, I mean, the, the, the lessons that they see, learn firsthand because that's that's how we learn right we learn by by doing right it's uh it's just quite incredible i'm always just admiring this when i'm in that environment absolutely and what what you're seeing there is these kids are being put into position of responsibility and they are in fact stepping up and performing and i think that um a lot of us um are with kids being in school and we're just constantly thinking about what we can do for the kids, what sports can we drive them to, what, how can we entertain, entertain them this weekend. I, I think in this model, we're actually taking away um, this, this opportunity and this feeling to actually achieve something meaningful and actually help your family and actually create something new. I, I think there's a lot of value there. And that's what, uh, through our educational program and through the Children's Business Fair, that's the form that we're trying to, to provide for families. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's why they collected in religious institutions too. If it was so bad, they wouldn't, right? That's what that's what I always kind of joke about. Um, but yeah, it's so true. It's so it, and a very, very, very powerful concept. Um, some um, other ideas, just if you want to share some more things, a little bit around Acton, how it works, what the infrastructure is, because it's all over the United States, I believe. Sure. Um, and in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. is there is there is it in local towns? Is there franchisees for folks that want to get uh, involved into this too, as educational entrepreneurs? What does that look like? Sure. So Acton has a really interesting story that um, I'm proud to be a part of. Um, It was started in Austin, Texas by an entrepreneurial couple named Jeff and Laura Sandifer about 10 years ago. And uh, they had their two little boys um, that they wanted the best education for them. And so they wanted to have a program that took from the best practices of education all over the world. And that's essentially why why they started this. They started with um, five other learners. So that one little schoolhouse with seven children 10 years ago has now grown into a network of over 230 schools all over the world that have been launched by uh, various uh, parent entrepreneurs uh, that have um, come to this model, again, because they want to to bring together the the best in educational practices for their children. Just like me, I was prompted because I wanted 
uh, this for my children because this particular model, I felt, answered the questions that I was having. And so um, each of us goes through an arduous application process. Acton has about a 1% application um, acceptance rate um, to get in. And, uh, but, w- but once you do, um, it's, it's, an, it's a tremendous journey. And we feel that we're offering yet another solution to parents and education. I mean, there's, if you think about it, there's so much choice in just about every other product or service you could think of. And we wanted to offer this particular uh, model to families who are searching for it, just like, just like I was. You make such a great point when you, anything about under the sun, and especially in the United States, there is a Boskin Robbins selection of flavors, <laughs> but not so much, not so much with education. So it's great to see this. Um, we have been hammering the existing educational system in its current shape and form for four years since I've started to do the show. And we've always mentioned that this is one area that is ripe for disruption for folks to, to come in and, and present a different alternative, which I find this one very, very interesting and unique and very exciting seeing, uh, seeing everything that, that goes on, uh, alongside with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to, to follow the progress on this. One of the things that speaking about learning and continue to learn, one, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful folks is that they're always continuing to learn, to study and so forth. What are you learning and studying right now? Um, so I'm, I probably have four different initiatives going on right now. I don't know where to start, but actually, <laughs> I wanted to say that um, this learn to learn, actually, it's one of the pillars of an Acton education. So um, we basically call them learning to learn, learning to do, and learning to be. So the number one thing is we want to continue to inspire in children this lifelong curiosity, because as you said, it's about constant self-improvement and seeking out individuals that can help you um, to help you grow. And again, that stems from not being afraid to talk to people, not being afraid to ask questions, and all that is part of our philosophy. And that's what we give our learners the opportunity to, to do that uh, with the Socratic approach and some of the other things I mentioned. Um, the learning to do is what do you um, what can you actually accomplish? What new element can you actually bring to the table and what, what value can you actually produce yourself? So actually we have um, these additional um, hands-on projects called quests. So every six weeks we have, for example, an exhibition to the community where the learners will will be inviting um, their parents, friends, anybody in their networks to come and actually see the result, the deliverables of their work. So you can actually see, in fact, what they're learning um, because they've actually created something new and they can speak to you along those lines. So that's learning to do. And then, of course, all of this builds into what kind of a person do you want to be when you grow up? When you grow up, what kind of a value do you want to bring to the world? And that's what we mean when we talk about learning to be. So I just thought that was a good opportunity to elaborate on those pillars. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you mentioned there is um, the curiosity of children. That was always one thing that was interesting to me is that they're so um, curious, young children, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but then they go to school and they're being put basically for 
12 years into into the school system and by the time they're out of there <laughs> it's sort of almost uh, it was the curiosity is sucked out of them they're not as curious anymore and exploring this and that and excited and you you look at that 5 year old or that that 4 or 5 year old and now you look at the 18 or 19 year old and even if you look at the 21 or 22 year old it's like different worlds right that's true. And I just want to say, I wanted to say it earlier, but there are amazing educators, amazing individuals all throughout our educational system. And um, they go in every single day. And it's a tremendous responsibility, even just on your energy, such such a, um, a physical and emotional, um, you know, exertion to, to stand six hours a day, essentially, and lecture. And those people that do it well and prepare for that every single day on a multitude of subjects, trying to deliver to all different kinds of students and learning types, it's a tremendous thing. And I applaud these these people so much. So um, I've always loved teachers. I have a tremendous respect for them. Um, what uh, what we're offering is just something in, in a different uh, shape and form, essentially, as I mentioned before, just like there's you know differences in other products and services. We're offering a, a particular type of, of solution for families that are looking for something like what we're doing. To your point, what you just mentioned, you know, my wife uh, was, a t- was a teacher and I would go in um, and, you know, spend some time in the classroom there. I actually read to her class the one time too. And I can tell you <laughs> well, to do that. I think a lot of people are finding out, especially at the time of recording, that there's a lot of children at home, that it's not a very easy task by any means. So I couldn't agree with you more that it's quite a it's it's quite a unique individual and person and the value that that they provide in the world too is 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 something else because mm-hmm. it's definitely i don't think this there's a lot of folks that can do what they do mm-hmm. um now our core message in our show is to leave our families communities and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset values and principles to future generations not just money mm-hmm. so and if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success what would they be so to build on what you were just saying actually curiosity absolutely curiosity um fuels everything i do and um the conversations that i have with my kids i think it's it's the number one thing and that's what we we try to do too um in our programs to continue to instill that. So you're constantly learning and getting better. Number two is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to um, ask questions and to talk to people. Don't be intimidated. Um, Reach out to whoever you need to um, ask for, for an interview or, you know, whatever it is uh, that you are looking for to get to that next step in your life. My mom taught me that and I'm, (laughs) I'm sticking to it. It's a big one. And thirdly, I, I think most importantly, Remember to take yourself seriously, um, that you're worth uh, fighting for and that your dreams um, can, in fact, be realistic. I know lots of us tell us that that's not that's not realistic. And I highly dislike that when I see that. Who are you to tell that child that they can't be a ballerina or an astronaut? You know what I mean? The world needs them, too. And they just have to take themselves um, seriously enough to do the work to pursue those paths. Absolutely. Where can listeners and viewers learn more about you? Where can they learn more about Acton? And and where can they stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? So um, you can learn more about our forming micro school at thriveacton.org. And you can learn about Acton Academies in general at Acton. 
actonacademy.org. And if you're interested in registering for our Children's Business Fair, you can go to childrensbusinessfair.org slash thrive Newtown. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and connecting again. Always enjoy our conversations um, and providing so much value for my listeners. It's been a blast having you on. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you for everything you do, MC. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.